Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Matt and Matt O Scale Train podcast. This is going to be episode four. Matt, how you doing this evening? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? I am doing well. Um, my name is Matt Rashford. I am one of your hosts, and with me is, always is Matt Zuha. All right, Matt. Um, so today uh, we're going to actually have a continuation of our last podcast in episode three which was getting started in the O-scale hobby. And what we're going to talk about today is a continuation of that and how to get a little farther. Um, we're going to, how do I get into command control? Um, how do I get into more intermediate and advanced, um, you know, uh, techniques or strategies or, you know, things that I could add, you know, to my layout. And, we we want to kind of start out with you know that you just kind of graduated from episode three uh you know you you went out and you bought a uh lion chief set uh you got it all laid out you know it's either on the carpet or you know on a table if you made a train table and you're kind of thinking to yourself okay this is really great, but I feel like I want to expand um I want to spend a little bit more money I want to get some more trains. Um, you know, what do I do? What's the plan? So the first thing I think that we should probably just kind of touch base on really quickly is command control. And for the folks that just don't know what command control is. So for the longest time, you know, model railroading has been just based on a simple transformer put and using a throttle to put voltage on the track, right? So the more the voltage, the faster the train goes, you know, and hey, you know what? A lot of guys still like to run it that way. There are a lot of post-war guys who they don't want command control. You know, I just want to put my trains on the track. When I add power, the train moves. When I reduce power, the train stops, right? That's and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But if you want to go into, you know, if you want to get into command control, um, you know, it, it's 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 just a you know, to me, it was like a next level step. You know, I, I just absolutely love it. And we'll go over some of the positives and stuff to command control as well. But um, basically what command control is, 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 is basically it's an electronic control system um, for running your trains. And what we mean by that is, um, you know, with with the post-war stuff and the, uh, the non-command control uh uh, kind of technique you you know again you your trains on the track you add power train moves you'd reduce power uh, voltage the train stops well in command control there is always power on the track right so there's 18 volts you know between whatever 15 and 18 volts on the track all of the time but the trains don't move because the trains all have an address an id in the command control uh you know whatever command control you're using and you address that train and you use a throttle or you use an app uh, or, you, you know, use like a, a remote control sort of thing. And you address the engine and then you use a series of buttons, soft keys, um, knobs, whatever, you know, twist things uh, to control the train and make it move. Um, so what are the benefits here? Well, I mean, number one, you can run multiple trains together 
yeah, on the same layout with have without having to create all these really difficult blocks and you know uh, blocks will be you know that would be another a whole episode but <laughs> because if you if you're running multiple trains on a non command control system you have to set up power blocks uh, so trains just don't run into each other basically so but on command control don't need that you literally don't need to do anything special to your tracks. I mean, if you want to add additional power sections, um, that's perfectly fine. But when it comes to just the complexity, it, it is literally... So let's take, for example, um, Lionel system. Um, uh, TMCC, which came out in 1994, uh, was, was Lionel's you know, command control. Um, it still exists today um it is tmcc part two maybe if you want to call it that yeah that's what uh, it's originally called yeah yeah and so it's it's called legacy now and that came out in 2007 uh to today so it's it's that that is lionel's command control system now legacy is backwards compatible so it works with your tmcc engines as well and how it works and it is when I say it's easy to set up, it is basically you take it out of the box, you plug in the remote to the wall to you know the power for the actual uh team CC remote legacy remote itself, and you attach one cable uh from the legacy remote um to the neutral wire on your layout, you know, to the to the outside rails. And that is literally it. <laughs> Couldn't get easier. Uh, um, it, it that's it uh, because it basically it works like um, a radio. So it uses frequency and it talks to the trains because all of the trains, all TMCC legacy trains, all have an antenna built in somewhere. Um, it's different on different trains. Some are um, some are actually in the railing on the side. Some are inside. Just depends on the type of engine it is and the body shape and stuff like that. So sometimes they have to hide them in different places, but there's an antenna and you basically program the train. Now there is a, uh, you do have to, uh, uh, there's a switch on the train to program it. So you put it in the program mode, you use your team CC remote and say, I'm going to make this ID number 10. And then you, you know, we hit setup. It, it tells that train your ID 10, and you respond to ID10 requests. You put the train back in run mode. And now whenever you address ID10, the train does what you want. Uh, you blow the throttle. It, it uh, I'm sorry, you blow the throttle. <laughs> no, you can blow the throttle if hey, you want. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, you turn the, if you turn the throttle, uh, it goes faster. If you hit the brake button, it, it brakes. If you blow the whistle slash horn, it does that. Turns on the bell. Uh, you can do all your your crew talk sounds um, and you are basically just controlling that train with a remote in your hand. You don't have to worry about any kind of power issues at all. You, there's no, no, uh, you know, uh, power throttle to move up and down. There's always power on the track at all times. And uh, you know, the, the, um, the, the power, you know, the, the, um, the power that you have in your hand, you know, it's just, it, it just you know, allows you to do so many things that you couldn't do uh, with, you know, with your, you know, standard, uh, you know, locomotives. Um, 
And, you know, basically the uh, teams, I'm um, sorry, uh, MTH has the same thing with their DCS system. Uh, and maybe if you want to talk about DCS, Matt. Sure. So for DCS, it's like Matt said, it's basically MTH's version of Legacy to some extent. However, with MTH, you get a couple extra bonuses. The first of which is that with MTH, it actually communicates in both directions. So you got bi-directional communication. And which the, what that means is that you use the remote or the phone app, whatever you use, you send a command and the engine responds back to the phone or the remote with the command. So if you give it a uh, engine sound command on the phone or the remote, you'll see engine sound playing or you give it the passenger announcement uh, effects. It'll show that. And so you get, you can really interact with the train that way. There's also a couple other extra things that are only in MTH engines, like the, uh, hours and the miles which that's another great thing about the bi-directional communication is that you can do that however with dcs you know you get like i said it's almost like mth's version of legacy so you know you use the click wheel to run the train you know blow the horn ring the bell do the announcements or whatever you like and there's some other cool things that are in dcs you got some other you know, weird things, kind of like the uh, protocast. I'm not sure if you ever use that, but you uh, you can hook up an iPod or a phone or whatever to it, and you actually play music through the train, which is kind of, it's a little gimmicky, but it's kind of cool. And uh, um, after that, you know, DCS, though, however, one thing with it, it is a little bit trickier to set up. And basically what you do, and it's covered really well in both the instruction book and also, there's a separate book called the DCS Companion, which is written by the late Barry Braskowitz. And in that book, he shows literally every last thing you want to know about DCS, everything it does, and then some. He's also got one on the Wi-Fi unit, if you have just the Wi-Fi unit. But what you basically do with the TIU, which is MTH's version of the legacy base, is you put the TIU between the transformer and the track. So if you had just a standard transformer and track setup, you had your two wires, your hot and your common that go to the track. What you would do is you would take those hot and common wires that go to the, now the transformer, and you'd put those on the fixed one, if you got one track, fixed one on the output side. And then you would take a completely different set of wires that would go from the input side of the transformer to the uh, input side of the TIU to the transformer, and that would be your main power. You connect the transformer to the track with the TIU in the middle. You basically just run your train. So, like I said, in the uh, book from Barry or the DCS instruction book, they all show you how to add the engine, and it's just like running Legacy. Basically, you address the engine that you want, and you run it. You do all the features you want. And what's really pretty cool is that Lionel has a system too, but for MTH, they have an extra device called an accessory interface unit. And with that, you can run switches and accessories off the DCS remote too. And... What's nice is that with this, it's all in one box. You buy one box, 
for the TIU, which also does conventional as well. So like Matt and I were talking with the conventional way is you, you know, increase the throttle, the train moves faster, decrease it, train moves slower. Well, with DCS, you can grab the variable channel on the TIU and you can run that same feature, you know, throttle up, throttle down with the remote. So you don't have to use the handle on the transformer anymore. The remote becomes your handle. And Lionel has a similar thing thing to this as well. It's a separate box that you have to buy, though, which that's what's nice about MTH. It's two boxes. And then if you want the Wi-Fi, that's a third box and you're done. Yep. So, um, you know, both both just very good systems. Um, you know, it, for us to recommend one or the other, you know, let's keep in mind that we did have a episode where we talked about, you know, team, um, MTH closing their doors. Um, as far as I know, DCS will still be around the, the, there is a team, uh, dedicated to still doing updates for the, the DCS and everything like that. But, um, I, you know, just one thing to keep in mind is, you know, unless something happens and somebody takes over, t- uh, mth um you know we're not going to see any new engines that have dcs in them so uh so i wanted to just kind of uh kind of point out one little cool little fact about tmcc and how it was created um so it was it was basically its development was like backed uh financially by neil young uh yes the the rock and roll uh neil young um, and the reason for that is number one, Neil Young is, was a, is a huge model railroad guy. Number two is that his son was disabled and I don't know to, I don't know the extent of it, but one of, one of the driving factors for Neil Young was, you know, I, I want to be able to, to let my son have fun with trains too. You know, I want to, I want to be able to give him something like a remote so he can, run his trains around. Um, and that was one of the drivers for him is that, you know, he wanted to create a command control system because his son couldn't do it the other way. You know, he, he, he couldn't use the throttle system, you know, the old, you know, a uh, throttle move it up and down. He wanted to be able to make something easy for him to use. And that was, it, that's just a really cool story. You know, like he, he, he basically, uh, you know, wanted to, uh, you know, create something. So it was easier for people to use and to enjoy model railroading. So cool. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and um, look into some of the, maybe some factors that might, I don't want to say be a problem, but maybe some roadblocks that, that folks would run into if they want to basically use their lion chief set on a command controlled layout. So the the one the one good thing here is that the the basic the basics are already there. Um, to run a Lion Chief set, you're basically doing the same exact thing that you would do on a TMCC Legacy uh, layout. Um, there's always power to the track, right? So so if you have your Lion Chief set up, you put the train on the you put the train on the track, you power up the track. There's 18 volts on the track. So it's and that's the same concept of running it on uh, DCS or TMCC or Legacy layout as well. Um, so they can run together just fine. They they they're they're buddies. 
they can work together. However, the there is a couple of pitfalls in that you can't use at, at this particular time. You cannot use the legacy remote to control uh, Lion Chief engines. So you're you're basically when you get a Lion Chief set, you can you have two ways to control it basically. Well, two command control ways. You either have to use the remote that it came with, um, or you have to use the Bluetooth app on your phone. Um, and that's basically it. Um, if if there's you know if you want to run them both, you kind of have to juggle your legacy remote with your uh, with your Lion Chief remote, and uh, that's you know I, you know if you have multiple people running trains, I, that actually works out even better. But if you're just kind of an individual and you want to do that, um, that might kind of be something that might uh, be a hurdle to get over or just more, maybe a learning experience. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, you know, for me, I have the promontory summit set. It's a fantastic set. And my one issue with it is the same issue I've had with every single land chief set ever is that you cannot run it with the legacy remote. Yes. There's been third party individuals that have done ways to make boards and this and that to, run it but lionel does not have a way to you know correctly run a lion chief set off the legacy remote the new lion chief plus 2.0 engines which are a completely different thing those can run on legacy slash tmcc and with all the other ways bluetooth and the universal remote as well but for the lion chief only the starter sets those cannot you have to use the Bluetooth app, as Matt said, or the remote that comes with it, or the universal remote. But for right now, there is no way to run a Land Chief set off the Legacy remote. I really hope that it comes soon because there is a lot of fantastic um, Land Chief sets that we talked about in the previous episode that I'm dying to get my hands on. It's just for the fact that I want to run them off Legacy. That's my sole criticism of it, and I really hope it changes soon. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm 100 uh, percent with you on that, Matt. I, I I was really hoping that Lionel would look at um, how MTH handled uh, that setup and just follow the suit and said, you know what? So legacy engines are going to be legacy, and everything else we're just going to put TMCC in. And I was just hoping that they would do that because th- I think that's just a way better. I think it's just an easier way to get people uh, into your kind of ecosystem, right? Sure. Because, like, you know, if you want to create an ecosystem for any kind of hobby, I mean, you don't you don't want to have, like, 12 different ways to run something, right? Because it's just, th- then it's not really an ecosystem anymore. Thing, things aren't, you know, things aren't compatible with each other. And now I'm trying to, like, you know, uh, you know, trying to make things work and, um, I mean, there there are some benefits to having the remote, like I said, and that, you know, if you if you're a family and you have multiple kids, hey, that's great. Well, I mean, obviously, you want to make sure that the trains are not in the same loop, you know, <laughs> so not c- crashing into each other. You know, you're not sharing the remote. Um, but, you know, so, you know, child A can have his train and, and run his train on one of the tracks. Child two can... Uh, have you know her train and run it on one of the tracks and they can both have their remote in their hands and 
you know, that that's actually a positive thing. But, uh, you know, again, if you, you know, if, and you know, I don't, I don't know how many times that's going to, that situation is going to come up for people, obviously. So if you're an individual and you know, you have several line chief trains and several legacy trains, TMCC trains, and you kind of want them run, run them all together. Well, you know, it's going to, you got to do like a juggling act at that point. So, um, again, this isn't that big of a deal. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, sometimes a lot of people just like, you know, uh, get their train on the track. They, they, they turn it to a certain speed and they let us let it go. You know, I'm not saying you have to hold all these things in your hand at the same time. That's not a requirement. Um, I, I, you know, for me, I like to, uh, you know, I like some of my trains, I just like to turn on and let them go. Like my, my subways, you know, I, 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 you know, they're on a completely elevated track. I, uh, I throttle them up. I turn on, um, you know, the auto mode for the uh, subway stops. And I just, I don't worry about it. I just watch it go around and I start playing with another train. I mean, so, you know, that, that's, you know, that, that's obviously something that, you know, you don't have to babysit obviously all these trains if you have multiple remotes it's just more of a convenience factor if you can get them all into the into the same system uh what are your thoughts man no i absolutely agree and you know for someone like me that has the subways you know i i completely agree i'll throw i i got the r32 d train uh subway it's fantastic so you know i throw it on auto mode and i run something else on my other track because i can you know i let the subway sometimes even shut the remote completely off if i'm not running a another mth and if i grab a legacy engine or whatever or a conventional engine but uh i do think though that one issue that i do have with lionel and that is that when lion chief first came out lionel was talking about doing a staircase and i believe i talked about this in the last episode but they were talking about doing a staircase method where you have you start with your lion chief set and you build all the way up to legacy well, like we talked about a few minutes ago, you right now, you got one rung of the staircase, but then you're missing about four others because you can't run that Lion Chief set with the Legacy remote. You're still stuck with Lion Chief only for that Lion Chief set, which is annoying. So, you know, while you still can run it, it's cumbersome and it still has been. And I don't know, like we said, if it's ever going to change. I would love it to, but who knows? Yep. Yep. Now, if you're just kind of asking yourself, like, okay, so wh- where should I start? What should I do first? Well, I think the best advice that at least I could give, at least from my perspective, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this too, Matt, um, is if you have any kind of tablet or phone that has, you know, that you can run the Bluetooth app on or you have it already on the Bluetooth app, my recommendation is if you want to get into command control is to pick up um either a uh a lion chief 2 plus or a legacy engine and find something that meets your budget obviously um you know because you know <laughs> uh you know o gauge trains can be mighty expensive oh yeah so start low uh again uh lion chief t- plus 2.0 has team cc now um there are also plenty of other le- there are legacy engines that you can get off of eBay, um, you know, off of, um, you know, some of the auction, other auction sites um, that maybe deal with trains um, from like an O-Gage forum. So, <clears throat> excuse me, in the O-Gage forums, uh, there is a, um, there's a, a forum topic just for 
uh, selling your drinks. And, you know, there's a lot I've bought and sold uh, in that forum. And I have never had an issue in there. Uh, everyone I've ever dealt with has been fantastic. And I like dealing with all those. I'd rather I'd rather sell my stuff in there than on eBay. Oh, anyway, yeah, because I, I agree. No, you know, there's no there's no cut to eBay or PayPal. Obviously, oh, you're, no. you're taking it all and you're just paying for shipping. OK, so again, uh, you know, get find something. Um, you know, a used Team CC engine. There's some, there's some used Team CC stuff out there that from you know. Well, again, that that's. Let me let me kind of back up a little bit. That that is going to require um, you buying a Team CC or Legacy set. Um, where I was going with the Bluetooth is that if you bought a Lion Chief set, you already have. It's already it's already basically good to go. You, you you if you have track and you have you and you have the power to it, you literally don't have to buy anything else. You can go out and buy uh, and then make and again, um, make sure it's a Bluetooth enabled uh, Teams uh, Lion Chief Plus 2.0 or Legacy Engine, and it'll say on the box and it should say in the details if it has Bluetooth. You can take that engine home. You can take it out of the box, put it on the track just like your Lion Chief set. And open up your uh, the Bluetooth app, and you you you'll be able to run that train just like you would with the um you know uh, with the Bluetooth app on your legacy set, uh, with your Line Chief set. Except you probably have access to even more features on it. Yeah, you you do. Um, yeah, so that that that's a good way to kind of without having to like buy the legacy set, right? Um, because. You know, there that that's an additional cost. Like I think a legacy set is around three hundred dollars, somewhere around there, um, for a legacy set. And that might not, you know, maybe you're not, you know, maybe a legacy or some of the higher end stuff is just too much. You know, you just well, you know, I don't want to spend so much money, or um, you know, that's just not something I want to do. But this is kind of a, a kind of a way to get you in the door without having to just buy all this stuff because, like I said. Uh, if you bought a legacy set, I'm sorry. If you bought a Lion Chief set that came up with that came with everything, you're you're basically good to go. You can run, you know, if, if it meets the curves as well. I want to make sure that you know that whatever you buy, check the radius, make sure it's you know can go around 036 curves. Um, you know, all the Lion Chief uh, plus 2.0 stuff will be able will be able to go on 036 because they're made for smaller layouts. But if you do want to like spend a little money and go legacy, just double check and or check with whoever you're gonna buy it from. Call the shop, call go call the online shop, just verify with them. Hey, will this make it around North or 36 curves? That's a, a just a good way to kind of get your foot in the door without having to spend a lot of money. Um, the other way, uh, just really quick, uh, and I'll pass it to you, Matt, is to basically go out and buy the legacy set. You know. Um, you know, you're, you know, you, you can, as far as I know, depending on, uh, you're, you're also unfortunately, uh, going to have to, uh, purchase some type of, uh, power supply as well. Uh, cause I don't believe that the stuff, the power units that come into with the line chief sets can be used with the, uh, legacy system. No, they're, uh, they're DC supplies. You can't run okay. legacy with DC. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. You'll, you'll so, blow it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, uh, like Matt said, um, 
you know, you're not going to be able to use the Lion Chief set uh, with the Legacy base. So now you're looking at buying a Legacy set, buying buying a power supply. Uh, like, I mean, if you have like a like a um, an eighty sitting around, you know, it's just a, one of the older Lionel uh, throttles. That that will actually that I mean, I started on that with my with my Legacy set. I I, I had I had one of those and it worked perfectly fine. Until I just needed more until until I started uh, having smoke units and lighted cars, and then I'm like, I, I need I need more power. Um, but again, I mean, you're putting now your legacy set for three hundred bucks, power supply hundred bucks. So now you're you're spending up close to around four hundred dollars just to get your foot in the door, and that's that's not even the you haven't even purchased the engine yet. Yeah. So again, it really depends on your budget and how much you want to spend. So. Uh, I'll hand it over to you, Matt, at this point. All right. No, absolutely. And just to kind of reiterate a couple of things that Matt said, you know, like for legacy, you know, you can start small. You can buy a Bluetooth legacy or a 2.0 engine, whatever you want. And uh, you can run it. If you want to just use Bluetooth for a while until you save up for that legacy set, great. Or if you want to, like he said, go all in and do legacy and an engine at the same time, you can just be prepared to spend a few extra bucks. But, um, it's really it's a fun time to do this you know matt and i we both have legacy and dcs on our layouts and we love them it, it's really fun especially when you get some of the older legacy or tmcc engines that have a little bit better sound sets in them you really have something like if you wanted to go on ebay or whatever and search up some nice older you know 2007 8 legacy engines they're fantastic that's what a lot of my collection is and i love it it's great stuff yeah, um, I, when I got into um, so how I got into Legacy, uh, is that I did have, um, I had some track. I had bought. I think I had, I had the um, one of my first Legacy sets. Uh, I had one that the Amtrak HHP dash eight. Oh, nice. Uh, with the three cars, and it actually came with 048 curves because. Because those uh, those 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 long passenger cars uh, needed 048 uh, curves. That was a, I, I love that set. That was a that's such a cool set. But um, it was you know it it could be used conventionally. So again, conventionally is what we call you know standard power up, power down. You know more voltage uh, train goes faster, less voltage train stops, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it, it, what was cool about it is that you could run it conventionally, and you could, and it, and it had Team CC too. Now at that time, I didn't have anything; I didn't have a legacy set. But that, you know, I put I put my track together. I was running my, you know, I was running my uh, HHP around, and I was like, you know what, this has Team CC. I'm like, maybe this is a good time just to kind of get into, um, to get into legacy. So uh, I went down to my local hobby shop, and. Um, yeah, I just I got a, I bought a, a legacy set from them and I went home and, you know, I read the instructions and, you know, it comes with everything you need, comes with all the cables, everything else. And it was just so simple to, to set up. And uh, that HHP, I think, was my first, uh, you know, legacy engine that I ever, you know, programmed into a remote and it worked perfectly fine. Uh, and at that point, I had used that for a while and I decided to. um you know, at start adding to my fleet at that point. Um, uh, I, I was very interested in, um, you know, I'm from Chicago, so 
I'm a very, I'm a Metro guy and CT, uh, you know, CTA guy and, um, these, uh, MTH, uh, had, uh, Metro engines. So I was able to find one and I brought that home. Now keep in mind, legacy can't control TCS, uh, you know, MTH trains. Uh, so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and invest in DCS too. So, um, I kind of got into both kind of early, um, was really thinking like which way to go, but honestly, yeah, at this point, I think having both systems is just really the best of both worlds because now you're not limited to a certain, I wasn't limited to a certain train. You know, I was like, you know what, if I, if I see a great MTH train, I'm buying that. If I see a great, you know, Lionel train, I can buy that and I can run them both with the command control because, um, I don't think we, we, I don't think we mentioned this earlier, but, um, DCS and, uh, legacy and team CC can exist on the same layout yes, together. They can. At the same time. I didn't mention that. Yep. Yep. They do not interfere with each other at all. Uh, and actually DCS with a special cable, um, you can actually run team CC and legacy trains from your DCS remote or from the DCS Wi-Fi app. Um, I don't, I haven't done it just because I, I like to control each with their own, um, you know, with their own system, but it is possible and people do it and people love it. Yeah, I have, I got the uh, cable that does that. And I really bought it mainly for emergencies. Should I ever have to take my legacy in for service? I have a spare team CC base and I can hook that up in the rare event that my legacy has to go in for service. I can at least still run my legacy trains in some form or fashion with the MTH system. So that way I still have command control over them, which just not all the features, but I've got most of them, which is the important thing. How did, how did you get into, like, what was, how did you get into command control, Matt? Well, for me, DCS, uh, it's always been in my family. You know, I, uh, my dad, before he moved out, he was living with his parents and he had, they built this big, enormous layout that's at my grandparents' house. And, you know, they've always had DCS. They were DCS, period, until 2013, I think it was, 2013, 2012. We went to a tour of layouts. And after that, we were all blown away. My dad, my grandfather, especially my uncle. My uncle, he's a, he buys pretty much everything he has. Um, and uh, we went to that couple layouts and we saw legacy for the first time we all were just blown away and that that was also when vision line was brand new so i mean we were absolutely we were thunderstruck acdc yeah yeah. (laughs) but uh uh no we were absolutely blown away so we got legacy engines so for me you know dcs i've always known dcs that's why i got dcs engines but for legacy you know when they got it i was kind of jealous a little bit so i got my uh, legacy engines that I have when I first one, I'm a little upset that I, it took a nasty fall to the floor and very badly damaged. So I don't have it anymore, but oh. I'm, I'm going to try to get another one. I got to add it on the form looking for one. So, but uh, no, um, so legacy for me, you know, it really came from looking at other people really. <clears throat> All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I'm I'm really happy with um, you know I'm really happy with both systems, and I think um, you know it could be a little you know if it could be a little daunting to you know get into command control and um, you know 
you know, I, I want to, you know, I'm starting small. I want to get bigger. Well, you know, best way to do it again is just take, just take steps. You know, don't, don't like overflow yourself with just all kinds of projects and stuff, you know, uh, buy, buy one or two engines, you know, um, make your track bigger, you know, add another loop onto there, um, start experimenting with them. If you're not on a table and you have room for a table, build a train table, get a train table, uh, makes things a whole lot easier. You can start learning to wire underneath. Um, you know, I, I had a, you know, I had a table, but man, I, I had a table that wasn't even, uh, that I didn't, it was just, it was just a wooden, you know, my, my layout right now, my table, it wasn't even decorated. It was literally just the wood. I had the tracks on the wood and that was it. Mm. I mean, I had no trees. I had a couple of buildings. Uh, if you look, in fact, if you look at some of my earlier videos on my YouTube channel, you can see what my layout looked like that the table that's in those early videos is the same table now, except, you know, I finally decided to, you know, uh, you know, grass it and start putting, uh, you know, uh, you know, just, uh, grass and trees and bushes and more lights underneath, you know, running like wires underneath and stuff like that. So, I mean, look, I mean, it took me two years of my table being up before I even started doing anything because, you know, it's a learn, it's a learning experience. And, you know, again, you don't have to like rush out and get a million things, start slow, make it a learning process for yourself. And there's plenty of resources out there to help you again, um, o gauge forums. If you, if you, if you want to get into, uh, you know, command control and you're running into a problem and you have questions, you know, uh, you know, contact your local hobby shop. If not go into the OGR forums the, everyone's super friendly in there. Um, there's actually, you know, there's some Facebook groups too. Um, there, I mean, you know, I'm not a huge Facebook guy to be honest with you because it's just, it's, you know, it, it's, it's got, it's, it's got its problems, but the one thing where Facebook shines for me is all of the train groups that I'm in. Um, there, you know, people post their trains, they, they, they post, uh, you know, um, decorating decoration ideas. I mean, it's a good place to absorb a lot of data, but, um, a lot of people, a lot of new people into trains ask questions on those, on, on those Facebook groups. And uh, there's a lot of great people in there. And I try to help people as well if they post a question like, hey, you know, I'm new to O-Gage or I'm new to command control. Uh, what wire do I need to get to hook this up? Uh, how much power should I have? And again, you know, take your time, have fun with it. There are resources out there, uh, you know, to help you uh, move into move from, you know, the beginning, the, the, the starting beginners line chief and move up to that command control um, you know, expert level stuff. Um, what about you, Matt? Any, any, uh, closing thoughts here? No, I, I absolutely agree with everything you said. You know, you don't, it's not a race. You can take years to do it as far as command, buy what you want. Like if you want to buy legacy first, buy legacy first. If you want to buy MTH, buy MTH, whatever you want. Personally, what I would recommend, I would buy legacy first and then go to MTH afterwards, but you do whatever you want. You know what? The thing with railroading in any scale, it doesn't matter what scale you're in. We're obviously in O, but whatever scale you're in, there's no wrong answer. It's all your opinion. It's a lot of opinion based, you know, the trains you own, the scenery you do, the track you have command, whatever it is, it's all your own railroad. 
you do what you want. You know, you could have people that criticize it or whatever, but you know, it, at the end of the day, it's your own layout. You do what you want. So like I said, take it fast, take it slow, whatever you want, just enjoy it. It's a ton of fun and you definitely picked a great hobby to be in. I can definitely tell you that. That that's actually very well said, Matt. I think you were, you were spot on when you said like, it's your railroad. It, you know, you do what you want. You have fun with it. It is, it is, it is your place to go and chill out and, um, uh, be creative and make it what you want it to be. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It really doesn't, it, you know, um, you know, enjoy, enjoy it. Um, even, even a train layout on the carpet is perfectly fine. Look, we're, we're playing with toys here, right? So we all put our own imagination into them when we're running our trains, right? You know, even if it's on the carpet, it doesn't matter. You're, you're running your railroad, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what matters. You know, whatever, if it makes you happy, it's perfectly fine. You don't need, you don't need 50 trains to be happy or to, or to, to meet, you know, expectations. People can have, you know, a lot of people say uh, uh, less is more, right? Mm-hmm. Less, less is more, and that that fits that fits a lot of things. I'm I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm I'm actually trying to kind of like not, you know, I've kind of almost reached a peak here because I'm kind of running out of room. Um, but you know, I, I'm just gonna enjoy the trains that I have, and um, you know, if I see something I like, I'm gonna buy it. But uh, you know, I you just you were you were spot on there, Matt, with just saying like you know it, it's your your layout. You do what you want, and there's people out there, resources out there to help you if you want. So, absolutely, um, yeah. Well, I, I think that wraps it up. Um, th- I think it was a really good episode. Again, um, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, um, you know, we we really appreciate any kind of feedback, um, and we're even actually looking for people to maybe kind of uh, make some requests on what you would like to hear on the Matt Matt Oscale Train Podcast. Uh, Matt, where can people reach you? They can reach me on YouTube under Matt-TrainLover9943. They also have a Facebook page that's under the same name. So if you go to any one of my recent YouTube videos, you can just, the link is in there. And you can check it out, email me, whatever you want. Awesome. And I can be found on YouTube at West Chicago Railroad. And I'm, I'm also on Facebook now under West Chicago Model Railroad. Um, so you can find me in either place. Um, and again, uh, you know, if you can leave feedback, if you're listening to this on, um, iOS and if you could maybe leave, uh, leave, um, some, uh, some feedback for us, a rating, let us know how we're doing. Same thing with Google podcasts. Um, there's, there's all, there's a way to leave feedback on all of the platforms. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And, uh, thanks everybody for listening and have a good night. Take care.